The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the force of forces with me. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. Finally, episode number 139, recorded April 17th, 2022. My name is Joe Becker. I am one half of the team. The other half is back from his Longstead vacation. Long his name is. Right? Yeah. Now, this is Michael Diaz. Sorry. That's me. I'm back from vacation. That's you. It's been two and a half weeks. Yeah, I had one. You had one. And... The gods of power on Thursday were not kind for me here because at like four o'clock, three thirty ish, power went out. Didn't get it back till eleven thirty. Oh, so their <laughs> estimate was right. That sucks. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, our generator will be here sometime in June, so we should have about three or four more <laughs> power outages between now and then for storms. And then after June, you will never have a never power have it again. again. Yeah, yeah. The generator will never will come on, but we'll never have a. You know, I'll just save this whole area from power outages. <laughs> That's nice of you, Joe. I know. It is kind of me. I'm that kind of person. Giving. <laughs> Giving shit. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's jump into it. We have a lot to talk about and unfortunately a short time because it is, well, for some it's Easter, and uh, but we have some plans going on later today. And um, hey, we're recording on a Sunday, so we're going to run through it. News. So I'm going to give a quick Morbius review. Uh, the funny thing to me is... The Rotten Tomato score, 16% from the critics, 71% audience. I don't think I've ever seen anything that that disparate. That is that is crazy, but well, you saw it. You're part of the audience. Which one do you think is more accurate? Well, if 71% equals a C, then I give Morbius a C, C minus. Okay. Um, I think you know what's funny, it's 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 not a great movie. But it's not like the worst thing you've ever seen. The problem is, I think they shot everything really well, and they, the acting is fine. I think it really got screwed up in editing. Okay. I think it might be the poorest edited story I've ever watched. But well, like, that's terrible. The video effects are good, but there's a lot of good things in it. Like, but they just edited it really poorly. Like, it, like the movie ends, and you don't even. You're like, what? It's it's very very strange. It's not good, but it's not it's not horrible. Um, it's great for video watching, you know. It's not as good as the Venoms, and you know where I feel on the Venoms. Ooh, I'm not a fan of the Venoms. Right. Um, I think it's worth... Me that much less interested in Morbius now. It's just edited poorly. I really think it was edited poorly. I think they. I think what happened is is they what they moved it, what, two or three times because of yeah. COVID? I'm wondering every time they looked, moved it, like, well, why don't we look at it just in case? And they just overworked it. Yeah, they had too much it. time. I think so. I think possibly, unless there's... I feel like there may have been some talks with the MCU and that kind of stuff, and they had to edit things out, maybe like because the, the like like not bringing it, like making sure it's pure Sony and nothing to do with the MS- MCU. Well, that was going to be my question, and I know that I realize this is a spoilerific question, yeah. so don't worry about spoiling this movie. No one's going to be that. <laughs> so I get that was my question because obviously they showed connections to the MCU with Scorpion, not Scorpion. I'm sorry, um, Vulture. Vulture, thank you. And, you know, Michael Keaton. 
Um, and th- there were rumors that they had to re-edit it and take a bunch of that stuff out. Yeah, all of this is at the end, and it's weird. Really? That's it? Yeah, he just kind of runs into him, and then, like, months later, you see uh, Michael Morbius speeding in a car, which he hasn't driven the whole show. But somehow he's got a sports car, and he's driving. They meet in the desert, and it's the Vulture and him in the desert. And, like, the words were like, we think this has something to do with Spider-Man, and then cut. What? That's it. That's that doesn't make any sense. It's weird. It's it's just strange. Like it, nothing makes sense in the end. It it's it's a very um yeah, it's just poorly edited and like really bad second rate Hans Zimmer music. Did Hans Zimmer do No. Before? That's oh. what I mean. Gotcha. <laughs> um poor music. And the music I think cuz there's no quiet time like the music doesn't stop so the movie feels like it's just going going going. And the editing's weird. It's just, it's a shame. It's a shame. I was looking forward to it because you know, I don't know the character, like learning new characters. Um, Jared Leto's fine in it. And and the other the other people that are in it are pretty good. So it's not an actor's problem. It's not an effects co- problem with Morbius or anything. In fact, the effects were great. It's one of the better transformation between human to vampires. Pretty cool. Pretty seamless. Um, so, like you said, obviously Vulture's in it. Do we see Venom at all? No. Okay. Um, they don't even they cut scenes like even the one from the preview where you see Spider-Man's a murderer on the wall where it's all yeah. That's not even in it. That's cut out. Well, I can see why. <laughs> well, yeah, because okay, I, I get it that you know that's how uh, the second Spider-Man film ended in the MCU. But then if they erased, well, what do they? Well, I don't know. They forget that Peter Parker's Spider-Man, right? Spider-Man still exists. I yeah, don't know how that, you know, I don't know. So maybe I don't know. I don't know. And and the only reference they reference an incident in San Francisco, which is the Venom thing. Sony is like hell bent to create Wait. the Sinister Six. Regardless, that's fine. Of the story. Re- re- do it right, though. I mean, it's it's yeah. I mean, but we don't know what Spider-Man there is. Like, it's it's probably not the time yet to get to. It. I mean. I feel like the MCU revived Spider-Man for Sony. Like it, it did more help for Sony, and Sony's just dropping the ball again. Well, they should take notes from DC. You can't just suddenly form a team and expect people to be to give a shit, right? I mean, right? Marvel. Let's 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 be honest here. Marvel did not have a roadmap, but and that's part of the reason why Avengers was successful because, yeah, they kind of thought they might put these people together, but when the Iron Man came out, they did not have that plan. And then they decided by bringing in some comic book experts to write some scenes to talk about the Avengers initiative. And, you know, it slowly built to that and it made sense. DC throwing everyone together right away didn't make sense. And now Sony has such a hard on for the Sinister Six because they want to exploit this property. But just make it make sense. I think that's the key word, exploit instead of like create. Right. Right. Well, bummer. I'm assuming I'll see it at some point. I but. You know, this has greatly diminished my desire. That yeah. said, you know, I felt that way about Batman versus Superman. I actually liked it. Oh, this is no, don't you won't no. This is not and I, I told you that was an okay show. Like this is not like you right. don't have to rush for this. I won't. Um if it throws out and I'm sure it's it was it well, Sony doesn't even have a streaming platform, so I don't even know where their stuff goes. They got Crackle, which is free. Nobody watches Crackle. Yeah, I downloaded it for about a hot second just to watch uh, what Jerry Seinfeld and you know, getting coffee in cars with comedians. Yeah, which was on Netflix, anyways. Oh yeah, then Netflix bought the rights. Yeah. 
Jerry um, owns them. He right. put it on Crackle. He's like, nobody's watching it on Crackle. Exactly. Why is no one watching my show? It's on Crackle. What's the deal with my low rating? <laughs> What's the deal with Crackle? I mean, nobody's watching it. Um, all right. In good news, it seems in development is season two of Star Wars Visions. That's what I'm reading. I'm all for it. Who isn't? That was phenomenal. Totally phenomenal. Because I have it, to watch it again. I, I don't remember what I said before, but there were definitely some really good moments. Yeah. And I just like the fact that it's a fresh take on Star Wars. Yeah. Well, there's no expectation, right? So there's no you know, worry about canon. It's just a nice, and it, it actually could bleed off into some other shows. You know, there's talk of a couple of those becoming actual films, maybe animated films, you know? Well, you know what? I would not be against a live action version of oh, Star no. Wars anthology show. Yeah. Why not? Where they can just, you know, be creative like that. Not everything is going to be the best, but that's the thing with streaming. It's not hinged on ratings like network TV was. Right. So, just just subscriptions. That's it. Right. But if you have a couple of bangers, you know, a few episodes, like let's not all of visions was great, but there was more, a hell of a lot more wheat than chat. No, but even if you didn't like the story, the animations were good. Like the yes. art. So it's fun to watch just that. Right. So hopefully uh, Disney listens to two idiots in Michigan like us and decides to also yeah. do a live action. <laughs> Could be cool. Series. Could but be yeah, cool. I would love to see some of that because now I get it. Animation is cheaper. I don't know if it is. Huh. I think it's just it, it depends. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I mean, depending on the actor and whatnot. But, um, you know, 20 minute shorts, it's easier. But a film, I don't know. I don't know what it True. takes to make like uh, the money it makes to take, you know. Right. Well, I'm just saying like uh, kind of like comics and, you know, comics or animation, you can throw ideas out there that aren't necessarily hinged on, you know, budgets for special effects and whatnot. And anything that sticks to the wall, throw that in live action. See what you got. Right. But yeah, I'm I'm totally down for a second season of Vision. So I, I loved it. Well, I think it would be fantastic. Um, they need to do it. I mean, I think they have it. Uh, you know, I think they 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 know they have a hit, but you know, they have, do they go back to the same people and extend the sh- the um, extend the stories? I think they go to the back to a handful, some of the popular ones. Mm-hmm. You know, the ones that you know people were talking about, which you can you can find that buzz online. Um, but then also, I I think they go to some other studios. You know, keep this you know right this fresh aspect think um, you know what's amazing like you can look at this animation now and they can like oh let's just do something for a season and they can do it in you know maybe a year and a half two years one of the greatest animated films of all time is pinocchio um 12 years it took to make that show that movie wow because they had you know hands of all hand done i mean if you watch, it is a triumph in animation if anybody watches that movie it's it's considered one of the greatest ever made um, in terms of artistry, the way it moves um, story and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I mean, 12 years. Yeah. If you were, if you were an artist for Disney, you had a 12 year job of drawing that movie. It was a 12 year gig. Did they know at the time it would take 12 years? Yeah. Yeah. They roughly did. I mean, yeah. Cause after doing the first cut, after doing snow white and whatnot. So, I mean, now it's, you know, two years, maybe contracted yeah. with computers. <laughs> you know, it's well, crazy. Honestly, when was the last time a fully, Hand painted cell by cell movie was done. I don't know. It's all animated now. Yeah, computer. 
So anyways, that'll be fun. All right. You got some news. Yeah. Um, while I was out or maybe right after I came back anyway, uh, strangers things, strangers, things. strangers things. <laughs> yeah. That sounds Balky. like that. That sounds like a bad adaption into an adult store. Strangers things. It's uh Balky <laughs> joins. Uh, yeah. He's in the, uh, he's in the upside down. That's right. No, <laughs> stranger things released a new trailer. Um, didn't really see a lot new other than, um, the, the trailer definitely has a horror movie vibe. Horror. Feels, yeah. Did I say horror? <laughs> Did I say horror? Yeah. Oh, horror. Horror movie vibe. Uh, reminiscent of the 80s. And of course, part of that is because we see a new character, Robert Eklund, who, for those of you who are in the know or don't know, was um, Freddy from the Nightmare on Elm Street, Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Most of them, not the reboot that they did with uh, Kenny What's-His-Face. I forget his name. I can't, Kenny's not even his real name, but the, no. Kenny's the name of the character he played in the Bad News Bears. It is. <laughs> totally um, is. But, you know, it's, you know they've, they've done these hints through all along with all these 80s-type characters. I mean, you know, Sean Astin's an easy one, right? Right. You know, Paul Reiser. Right. Um, I could go on and on, but the fact that they keep bringing these icons of the eighties back in, it's fun. And like I said, the biggest reveal I think in the trailer is that, um, there seems to be a new big bad, whereas the, uh, what was it? The, uh, what do they call it? Not the, the goblin, the, not the demo goblin, the, uh, what was it called? Oh my gosh, I forget. I'll have to rewatch yeah. season three. It's been a long time. <laughs> right. Right. Um, anyhow, we, 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 we've seen this the is the problem monster. with binging, though. I forget the shows. Right? Right? What was it called? I, we're going to remember by the end of the show. But anyway, the fact of the matter is, you know, you had the you had the monster, and then you had the bigger monster. Um, this one is much more personified. It's like a combination of the monsters, but in a humanoid-type form. So uh, there's already, you know, speculation that, that who's who Robert Eglin actually is. Long story short, it looks good. It looks scary. And it's obviously going to set us up for the next season, which I believe was season five is going to be its final season. If I'm not mistaken, this is four. So there's one more after this. I thought so. I was say it's got to be getting close to the end. Well, the kids are no longer cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause they're, they're teenagers now. And by That's the time right. they do the next season, they're going to be nearly adults. Well, I mean, they could write that into the story or something that would yeah, and, they, and they have done that very well. I mean, um, I'm assuming you're going to take that into this season as well. Um, part of it's going to be, you know, if if they're doing the whole, you know, um, what I'm looking at, Steven Spielberg, Stephen King thing, uh, they're going to write that, you know, teenageness into the story. It's going to be an analogous in many ways. Right. So. Right, right, right. Looking forward to it. Uh, they're actually, it's in two parts. I think the first part comes out in May. Of course. I think it took the Star Wars day, May 25th. Oh, maybe. Anyhow, uh, May and uh, later in uh, June, July, I think, is the second half. So there's a small gap. Not not as long as uh, they've done with other shows. But Yeah. Instead of doing that, why don't you just do them every week and release the episodes instead of binge for, wait, binge yeah, for. that's going to be hard. Stupid. Because that second half of Ozark is going to be coming out. And... Two part different audiences, like, though. Well, part of me is like, I want to watch it episode by episode because I, I know yeah. it's going to have some big reveals 
and then the finale is going to blow me away. I'm convinced of that. But I don't want someone to spoil it with, you know, when it comes out that day, someone's going to binge a whole thing and then say something online and ruin it. And I'm yep. going to be pissed. Yep. Anyway, that's all I got. All right. Let's go right into our geek this week. Um, hey, you know what, Michael, why don't you tell the uh, listeners what you got going on in terms of geek this week, but not on our rundown here, but there's some kind of YouTube thing happening, isn't there? Oh, yeah. I should probably actually get working on that. Um, so yeah, well, I saw been, you uh, posted a, you, 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 or you started the channel on Instagram. I do have a channel on Instagram. Uh, it's called our geek this week. Um, I also do have a YouTube channel. Um, there's nothing up there yet. Um, basically what I've been doing, I, during COVID have been buying all kinds of graphic novels because I switched from floppies to graphic novels a couple few years ago. And unfortunately I'm way behind. So I've combined my love for watching uh, unboxing videos on YouTube with geek stuff. So what I do is I unbox and open five uh, graphic novels, uh, things that I've ordered and want, been re- wanting to read. I unbox five of those and then talk about, like, I got so many of them here that as I open them, I don't know what's in what box. <laughs> so I open them up. Pull them out and say, oh yeah, I ordered this and this is why I'm excited. So I do have a couple episodes in the can. I just need to start getting them up there and then boom, our geek this week. Yeah. Michael's the uh, Phil Collins of the of the group here. He's like in Genesis, but he also, he needs that outlet to do some solo <laughs> stuff. So Right. So why don't you tell us about your geek this week anyways, since you're going. But uh, so yeah, as far as geek this week here for the Cabercast, uh, while I was on vacation, I read Lone Wolf and Cub Volume 4. Um, actually, that's the most reading I did. I was just in the car ride down. Um, been while he was, drove. Yes, exactly. No, not while I drove. Uh, Spectators, which again is that uh, Substack comic uh, by Brian K. Vaughn and uh, Nicole Henrikin, who I think I always butcher her name. It's interesting. Again, still very, very adult, very violent. Um and then I started a sci-fi book that was suggested to me by a few people, maybe even some of our listeners, called We Are Legion, We Are Bob by Dennis E. Taylor. Uh, the gist is about a guy who suddenly becomes a millionaire, um, selling his uh, software platform, uh, and then goes off and, and buys one of those cryo things where they freeze your head and they hope to bring you back sometime in the future. And Disney. Then, <laughs> right? <laughs> But then, because this is a sci-fi book, he almost immediately thereafter gets killed in a car accident and then wakes up hundreds of years in the future and finds out he is the brain and pilot, basically, of a warship in the future, a spaceship. And wow. Because they need intelligences to run these complex machines. So someone decided, hey, we've got all these, uh, we found all these uh, corpsicles. So let's go ahead and connect these intelligences to ships. But they're not actual people, so they have no rights. Was one of them Khan? <laughs> right? No, one oh, of them is not Khan. Just curious. But um, yeah, that's my geek this week. What about you, Joe? Well, my geek this week is I have the new Star Wars Lego Skywalker Saga Nintendo Switch game. So. And how is that? It's good, man. It's fun. I mean, I'm, I suck at games, but I, I'm... You know, because I get caught up. You can play the game straight through, like, as a story, but there's a lot of side stuff. So I got stuck into some side things that I, I'm like, I got to get that stupid block, the blue block. And uh, so it's puzzles you got to figure out. So you can easily get turned around. Um, 
you know, I have to learn what you can get so you can buy, get characters and, you know, all the, all the little things. So I think there's hours of enjoyment here. I mean, you've got all, all, all nine movies to go through, um, story-wise, and then you go back and you can unlock characters and do other things. Um, you know, or I think you could pay for up upgrades too, of course, but I want to see if I can do some stuff for well, free. Of course, there's always uh, microtransactions. That's really good. But I think it's a perfect Nintendo Switch game because, A, you don't need like PlayStation 5 for graphics because it's, you know what I mean? Like it's not real life. Right. And um, it's just, I think it's the perfect Nintendo Switch game. Like perfect. A little bit of everything. You can fly a ship. You can you lightsaber duel. You, you know puzzles games i mean it's it's, it's really good it's really really good and you know like star wars really you might hard, not like right? it what's that it's not i mean i'm, I'm sure there's some difficulty but it's not super no super that's not super hard i mean like some things can be like if you're not used to puzzles and things like finding stuff switches to pull those kind of things so you can turn this on then run over to the other side of the planet and turn that other switch on and go grab this blue block you know what i mean you got to find those things and they don't really give you that many hints. You just got to like really look around and figure out how they, like if you're used to playing games like this, you probably figure it out quickly. I'm not quick at it, um, but you get better okay. as you go. As long as you're enjoying it. right? Yeah. I mean, for the money you pay, it's a pretty expensive game, but oh, how uh, much was it? like 59, you know, like oh. Mario Kart, you know, that kind of stuff that doesn't see. That's the thing. I am that Dutch where I, I will not pay full price, which is hard because Nintendo controls all that pricing, right? Well, that one will be for a while. If it, if it didn't have nine movies, said, like you're talking hours and hours. Like if you break right. it down to like, it might be a dollar an hour, you know, at the end of the day, 60 hours or something like that. I don't know. Oh, I hear you. But I've, I've spent so much on like 15 and $20 games recently. I'm like, I need to stop. Yeah. Because I'm nowhere near done with these games. Yeah. I don't buy them that often. So... So there you go. And they have games that like, you know, like golf, Mario golf, which you can play a game of golf. It doesn't, there's no, which I like. So, um, so yeah, that's my geek this week. I think it's worth it. Go get it. But you know what else is worth it? Check out our Patreon page. If you go to patreon.com slash Kybercast, you can make this podcast worth it. Just hit one of those tiers and, uh, you know, we'll bring tears of joy to Michael and I, if you want to help out the show. So again, check out patreon.com slash kybercast, and that would really help out our show. And most times we record four times a month. Just I know months. most it's been a it's been a goofy month, and we'll get we'll get back on it. Um, oh yeah. But hey, we missed is it two weeks? Yeah. Yeah, but they, luckily they weren't back to back. Right. Anyways, we've got a lot to talk about in our main topics, but we're gonna start with I think, you know probably the most conversational because we're, you know, our, our time is limited today um, is Moon Knight. I'm, sh- I'm certain you've caught up, right? Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. as our resident Moon Knight expert, what do you think so far? I'm enjoying it. And the funny thing is, I'm th- I think I'm enjoying it mostly because it's putting a new spin on Moon Knight. Now, that said, um, I'm a Moon Knight fan from like the eighties and nineties. And I, I have to admit, I haven't uh, read, they've, they've basically put a new coat of paint on him a couple times in the last 10 years with different creators. I know Bendis took a shot at him and I know uh, Warren Ellis took a shot at him and they've changed his relationship with Khonshu. Uh, in fact, the, uh, what the skull bird Khonshu that we see in the show mm-hmm. comes from Warren Ellis. Uh, same with the Mr. Knight persona with the, the Moon Knight in the suit. Got it. So 
even those those existed in the comics i was i'm not you know i know they exist but i i hadn't read those comics so this is my first exposure to them in the show okay but it is different in that yes he had the um what they call now the disassociative identities or people multiple personalities multiple, multiple personalities he had that in the 80s but there was a much bigger focus on like superhero type stuff right yeah well we like were waiting we were i was waiting for give me some give me some action now some fight scenes but like bring the character up like bring the hero out or whatever and they finally did this episode i was getting a little bit yes. edgy with that personally for someone who doesn't for someone who doesn't know anything like like show me him then you haven't shown me him yet yeah and i think this most recent episode which yeah well actually are we covering the last two episodes or just the most recent we can do both at the same time really well i'll just say this most recent episode we kind of got to see i mean we'd seen moon knight before you know he showed up at the very end of episode right. one where he beat the jackal creature but this is this is probably the most action we've seen from moon knight himself right as uh he's at the uh i don't know how to call the guy but the very rich egyptian guy's place he starts kicking ass and then mm. you know th- they sprinkle in some foreshadowing and hints the whole time um because Konshu had said to him you know yeah, let's see how you fare without my healing, you know, bandages yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Right. And then later in the episode, you so, see him get pierced, right? Right. But then he just pulls it out and he's fine. Well, it makes sense. When he's in Moon Knight form, he's basically almost impervious. Right. But it so, also sets up what happens at the end of the last episode where they imprison Kanshu, which means... Which means he now doesn't he's, have any powers now? Is that I, what that means? I'm, I'm guessing... Well, and I like this episode too, and I'm, I'm probably I'm probably jumping too far into it, but they've hinted at it in the last few episodes. We we knew obviously Stephen Grant was there, and we knew that Mark Spector was there, and then as well as Moon Knight. Right, but there is another persona in there. We don't know who, right? But we got heavy hints of that. Well, we've been hinted at throughout the series and they've done some awesome visual cues too, as to this, because there are times where, uh, Stephen Grant has looked in the mirror and you see a double, right? So you're like, obviously one's him and one is Mark, but there've been a couple of times they've shown a triple view and you know, again, a nice little hint that there's another persona in there, but who is it? Right. Now in the comics, we know that the third persona is Jake Lockley, who is supposed to be a cabbie and a man, a salt of the earth. And he would go into this persona to try and get information from, you know, the, the dregs of society. And because, you know, they know it's what and, you know, they know the underground and the underworld of what's going on in any particular city. Um, he has not had that opportunity here in this show, but I don't know and I suspect it's not the Jake Lockley persona only because like I said, in the comics, he was a cabbie and like I said, salt of the earth type person. Um, here someone is, uh, it's a persona that is obviously still very highly skilled and probably maybe even more violent than Mark Spector or death or, or easier to kill somebody, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause even Mark, I mean, he's a mercenary, right? Well, they haven't established that yet. And this show we suspect, right. In the comics, he was a mercenary. Um, but 
whoever this other persona is, I mean, Mark came to and both he and Steven had not taken over the body and Moon Knight had not taken over the body. And this other third persona was wreaking some havoc, like just straight up murdering right. people. Right, right, exactly. So it's it's interesting. I So as a fan of Moon Knight, I'm liking what they're doing. There's, it's always an interesting place because you like what you like in the comics and you hope they, they do well when they bring it to live action. But you also have to recognize they're going to have to change things up. For example, Wolverine would look ridiculous if he wore his comic suit in the movies probably, right? Right. All of the X-Men. Well, I mean, some work better than others. Yeah. But yeah, Wolverine with the giant things coming off his head and all that, blah, blah, blah. And also making Wolverine like 5'4", five, 5'5", five, five, whatever he really I think that would be cool if that. they did that. If they found somebody who was you know, wide, that would be great. I think, you know, they could, it could make it work. But... Like Jason Statham, Cruise. like Jason Statham, a guy like that is only like five six, five seven. He's not a tall. Yeah, you're, there you go. But the point is, they're usually going to have to change some things to make it translate to the screen. And they've actually changed quite a bit about Moon Knight. And some fans can get pissed about that. But sometimes you have to make these changes to make it work. And in this version of the MCU, this version of Moon Knight, I'm thinking everything works at this point. What do you think? I think it's worried. I think, you know, overall, the show is really good. I like it. I think the the, the challenge I'm having as a new person is I'm still confused as what's happening. I have no idea what's going on. Okay. Like, even Michelle and I are watching, like, you know, I like it, but I don't even know what's happening. Like, I don't, they try to give you a little bit of, lo- of lore. I, did, I really liked the um, the avatars all coming together with the gods are yeah. talking to. That was an awesome scene. Um, But I'm still not quite sure. I mean, I know that the thrust of it is they want to, you know, basically it's one person wants to awaken a God for retribution or for justice. Yep. And, you know, everybody else is trying to stop that or and they don't believe that that person is trying to do it. I don't, I'd like to learn more about, um, uh, about uh, Mogart. Is that who it is? Ethan Hawke's character? Oh, isn't it Harrow or something? Maybe it's Harrow. I don't know. Ethan Hawke's character. Um. He's basically the bad guy, right? Yeah, as far as we can tell, yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's Arthur Harrow. Arthur Harrow. Um, and he's trying, yeah, he's the one that's trying to uh, find the tomb and bring back Amit. Yes, Amit. Um, so I'm interested in his character a lot. He's, I think he's a really, I like Ethan Hawke in this. Uh, it's, it's, there's a lot going on, and it's just, I just want to kind of, and I, and I want a little more action in terms of the suit. That's all, which I got in this episode. I want to see the hero, yeah. right? Um, there's there's always a pace. Like, you know, you don't see the Iron Man suit till end of first act, right? So, right. That, and basically we're at the end of the first act, which is when we saw the first part of the, of the suit, right? We're at, we're at episode three, right? Of a six series. Yep. So we're halfway through. We're halfway through, yeah. Um, well, we're almost, it's a little late. It's like middle of act two. Um so I'm assuming we're going to see a little more suit action. And I don't really, I mean, it's funny, but uh, when they, when it switches to um, uh, not Mark Spector, but uh, Stephen Grant and he's the Moon Knight and he looks basically like the mask. Right. <laughs> Which it's fine. I just don't dig that costume. <laughs> you know, um, I want to see the cool badass dude, but that's just me. Well, it makes me wonder too. So, Obviously, Mark has his version of the costume. Yeah, what is which, the third person? Yeah, exactly. What's that going to look like? Right. 
Um, and I, I too want to take a second here to reiterate something you just said, or actually to jump onto your compliment. I am way impressed with Ethan Hawke in this. I didn't think I would be. I, not that I, not that I have anything against Ethan Hawke at all. I think he's a good actor. Except he stole the Snickers. He did. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that was good. Um, usually when I think of Ethan Hawke, I think slacker. Right. Which that's probably not fair. He's been he's in been so many actor. other things, yeah. He's been in so many other things. But the things that I usually think of him are like the uh, before, you know, before Sunrise and that series of movies. And then also um, Reality Bites. But yes, I realize he's been in a lot of stuff. But he plays this role with a calm yet menacing demeanor that I haven't really seen from him before. And it's... It's... Scarier. It is, because, like, I almost get it. Like, if... I get that cult leaders are, you know, well, they're, they're a cult of personality, right? They, they bring you in, and you feel comforted by them, and you it feels like this is the right thing. And he's got that nailed down. Well, yeah, like, any good villain feels they're doing things in the right. Right. And no, no villain thinks they're the villain. They think they're the hero. But on top of that, I mean, just the way... The way he... He's not going over the top. He's definitely not the mustache twirling villain, which we sometimes see in these shows. Well, no, not at all. Not even close. He is 100% opposite. He is so calm and measured. Well, we want to know what he went through because he was at one time Moon Knight. Right. Well, yes. I. So I'm going to give him credit for this. And another bit of credit to the production team on this. Um, when we first see him, like in the opening credits of Moon Knight, we see him smashing the glass and putting it in his shoes, right? There's a scene uh, right after he's met with, you know, Count Shu and the whole, um, basically the conclave of gods, where he's walking. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening, you can hear the slight crunch of the glass. Yeah. And I'm like, that's great. They didn't just throw it away. Like, we, you know, didn't think the audience would just think, oh. It was a one time. does this. Yeah. Right. It's not a one time thing. Like, I heard it. And it's not like it's overwhelming, but it was enough to go. Holy shit, they were that attentive to detail. So kudos right. right there. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, overall, I'm like I'm digging the show. Uh, I have a lot to learn, I think, and I'm looking forward to the next episodes. Um Yeah. I don't know. We miss anything in Moon Knight? I mean, we no, don't have I, to do a breakdown of every episode. I mean, we will get closer to it in the next time, but Yeah. I just want to say I'm I'm curious where this show is gonna land in the Pantheon. Oh, one more thing I want to say, sorry. Yeah, no. Um, we already know that the Norse gods are in the MCU, and we find out they're aliens, right? Rumor is, strong rumor, that we're going to see Hercules from the Greek gods show up in the next Thor movie. So now they're bringing in the Egyptian gods. I'm very curious how they're going to make this work. Is it? I, I just want to know, with the Norse gods, obviously it's technology. It's not actually magic, right? Well, there is some aspect of magic as too, because with Hera and all that. But with Doctor Strange, uh, are the Egyptian gods going to be more closely tied to magic? I'm just well, we don't even know what's going to happen after this series because there's no talk of anything past the six episodes. We know that. Um, oh, I, well, according to um, Oscar Isaac, he has no plans to revisit the role. Yeah, but he also 
you know, for months and months and months denied that he was even in. Right. I would say actors lie because they have to. Right. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see where he fits in. I don't, I don't think, I mean, I mean, you gotta be kind of foolish to go into a Marvel thing thinking it's a one and done. Like, like, oh yeah, like there's no way anybody would enter a contract. I would think in that when knowing that that whole thing is such a big, you know, cash cow. Well, yeah, but it's a big giant story thing. Like it's like, you can't just go in there and say, I'm going to do a couple of episodes and I'm done. Like, I just don't buy that. No, he's full of shit. I don't, yeah. he's, he's feeding us a line of shit because he, he we know he's got an extended contract. Right. Either another show or a movie or something like Von, WandaVision. It's pretty much come out that that is one and done that right. they're not going back to that. But that doesn't mean that, but those characters already exist. Exactly. Yeah. We already know we're going to see Wanda again yeah. in the next Doctor Strange. And there's been buzz and we haven't heard anything confirmed. So I'm not confirming that here, but there's been buzz. They might do a vision show, yeah. which is fine. We know those characters aren't done yet. Right. I know there's, there's no way Moon Knight is done after this. Yeah. After putting all the money into it and then like never, talk, never speak of it again. Yeah. Would be Marvel weird. is not going to do that because yeah. even, even Miss Marvel, which is coming out this summer, obviously geared towards younger teens and whatnot. We already know she's going to be in the Marvels. So Moon Knight's not done. Right. All right. Let's move on to Michael's favorite TV show on the planet. (laughs) Picard. I thought you were going to go the other way and say Halo. No. (laughs) Nope. I got it in the rundown. It's Picard is next. I know. I know. But I thought you were going to send a twist because. No, no, no. uh, For those that follow me on social media, I was bitching about Halo. Which is fine, because I think how I feel about Halo, you feel about Picard. I think I feel we may be close on Halo, but I just think it's a different thing. Like, Picard, to me, is just like, this is a waste of time. Like, I can't even, it, it doesn't even feel, like, can you, I am so, I said this last episode, in this, um, well, my finished episode was episode six, and it was in episode seven, so I missed that one. The writing in this is just horrendous. Like, can you be more judgmental and like say, oh, she seems to be on her, her tablet thing a lot. They seem to do that a lot here on the planet. Like, okay, great. That's just like, let's call out some more bad things. And and it's just so fucking stupid. The episode was horrendously stupid. The singing just like we're out of nowhere with some cabaret nonsense. This was horrible. This was a train wreck of an episode, episode six. The, the the it's derailing a show where I was really looking forward to, and it's just just awful, plain awful. See, I liked it. Now, you, I think you like it because you have a halo effect on it. But just like I would say, a lot of things like about Star Wars, I would forgive a lot of things, and I think you're forgiving a lot. Like you are forgiving that could be, that a could lot be because I, I, you know, I try not to let it affect my uh, enjoyment of the show as. I'm just trying to enjoy the show. No, no, I know, I know. But so in preparation for this episode, I looked online just to kind of see what the discussion was. I did not. Well, I already like Picard. Yes, I I think there are things that could be improved. I I know (laughs) I'm not going to say there's no perfect Star Trek show. Okay, it's just that simple. Um, There are definitely things that could be improved. Now, the commentary on everybody's on their phones and stuff all the time. Yeah. How many scenes do you see someone walk into a room in Star Trek and someone's got a data pad up, which yeah. is a tablet? Yeah. Just... And then, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, people are on our phones all the time, but how often are people in the holodeck living fantasy lives? 
Right. Right. They're just using the technology they have at hand. Right. So I'll say that to that. Um, now that said, um, I, I am, I'm liking the episode. I, I know you didn't like the singing at the end Ugh. of episode six. Uh, but maybe that's because that's one of my favorite Pat Benatar songs. Yeah, but it's got nothing to do with the story. It's just terrible. It's just, it's just I, like, I, it's a, it's a, it's scratching a record. It's just bad, bad, right? It's just horrible. I, I didn't mind it so much. And like I said, I think I said this to you, uh, offline, you know, not on the show, obviously, cause we're recording it now. Um, there's that, uh, postmodern jukebox channel on youtube where basically they do like 30s and 40s versions of pop songs which this was definitely a a, a take on that because it was not i mean she had a whole orchestra and she kind of went that way and went kind of jazzier with it oh yeah by the I, way they were ready for it right they just, like, like that's yeah. what i'm like that's what i'm talking about like what she just starts like lights come like and oh i guess we'll just play they would arrest her there are problems. There's no question. God, dude. Well, maybe on. not. Maybe not arrest her because you got to remember, this is a uh, like not really a fundraising thing, but it was like you know a send off. So you've got all these. Uh, stop. Assuming- stop right there. They they had such a way to get in there. They had to break in to this thing. Picard makes a few funny moves, and there's fifty guys all around him. The guy can't move out of the thing. They would fucking jump on her and get her out of there. Like, what is this? It's not part of a program. That thing is locked down. Right. I, I'll give you that, but she wasn't doing anything other than singing. But they don't know remember. who it is, and they would not have allowed it. It wouldn't have happened that way. Eh. I, I think some leeway is given because they just assume everyone there is a multimillionaire or billionaire. I mean, look how look how Singh came in, uh, who gave money like the day before and was suddenly on the board, and how much yeah. sway he had with Picard. Oh, wait, maybe you didn't see that episode yet. Or was that six? No, it was six. No, that was six. I'm not going to say there aren't things wrong with the show. Okay, let me let me let me ask you a question. Yeah, you you are as much into Star Trek as I am into Star Wars. Is this the is is this the Picard you want? Is this is this you think this is the best they can do? So, like you're asking, you asked me about the Boba Fett show, and I said I'm going to hold off to the end, but I knew where I was in my head. I just didn't want to say because there was an ending I thought was going, and I gave it, and I was pretty honest about it. What I like to see in Picard is not going to happen in that I would like to see them take, I would like to see him as uh, an active admiral in Starfleet out in space, an extension of next generation. But I understand why they didn't do that story because Patrick Stewart's like, I've been there. I did that. I did it for seven years and for three or four movies. I don't want to do that guy. Yeah, that's fine. Right. So I get why they went this direction. So is in that regards, is it the Picard I want? No, but I was never going to get the Picard I want. The only Picard I'm going to get that way is if, you know, they had done it in comics. That said, is this the best? No, but I am enjoying it. But as I alluded to earlier, I jumped on Rotten Tomatoes to see what the impression was on season two. And my impression is in the minority. I I see that. What is uh, it? What is it? I didn't check it. Oh, it's low. It's low. I want to say like. 30 something percent or less or 20. I don't know. I think it's just the halo effect you give it. I think if you were, if it wasn't Star Trek and had nothing to do with Star Trek, you'd watch this and you'd go, what the hell is this garbage? I don't know. If if, if, if it was, wasn't, if the name wasn't Picard and it was like Grant and it was nothing to do with Star Trek, you would be like, what? I don't, this is terrible. You might be right. You might be right. I'm not, like I said, the fact that Picard is in it already 
that's what makes the show. I mean, exactly. but they're not. Let's so let's, get, the let's let him get hit by a car, but he's and then they shock him, which he's a robot, anyways. So the the critic <laughs> consensus on Picard is ninety four percent, but the audience consensus is thirty eight percent. That's a disparity, not the disparity that maybe uh, Morbius is, but not too far off. Ninety. The critics are ninety four percent. Yes. Oh my God! You got some dumbass critics out there. These are people that love Star Trek and will not forgive it anything. <laughs> like I said, I'm enjoying the show. Um, no, it's not the Picard necessarily I want. Um, I just don't think it's as terrible as you do. I, I, but I grant you, they are a little heavy handed at times. We mentioned that last episode. Yeah, there's a. Uh, well, here's the thing. Let me see. Yeah. 94%. I, I didn't, I can't see the totals as to how many critics, but. Okay. Well, is episode know, seven better than six? I'm going to go yes for the hardcore sci-fi geeks. All right. Because, well, I don't want to ruin it. I'm not no, it's okay. No, I'll, I'll just say yes or no. And in, in is um it's a slower episode i'm gonna warn you right now seven that's okay. i seven. don't mind slow episodes if it gives it's, me story i don't need really to have slow and at first i was like all right i don't need to have shoot 'em ups on these shows to be good that doesn't make a good show right well, the good show is is, is is a good show is do the characters move forward as as the show progresses that's well, that's that's what makes a good show I'm not going to ruin anything by saying this because you know at the end of episode six, Picard is trapped in his mind, right? Yep. So episode seven is all about going in to get him untrapped from his mind. So it's, right. it's one of those episodes yeah. we've all seen before in many yeah, different yeah. T- shows where we're trying to get him out of their own mind. I totally I totally get it. That's fine. So it's one of those episodes, but there are a couple reveals. Uh, there's a guest star that is very geek worthy. Jonathan? Jo- no, no. Oh. It, there's a guest star like you will not be able to guess. Okay. Someone that was previously not related to Star Trek. Oh, okay. Got it. They didn't try to shoehorn somebody else in there. No. They there's a there's a guest star and for me that made the episode. So Okay. I mean I'm gonna watch it. That's I'm I'm, I'm I wanna see this thing now, see see it through, but let me it, just say I immediately messaged a couple of my friends who are Star Trek geeks to say, Did you watch episode seven? Because I want to talk about it. All right. And one had one hadn't even started the season yet. So all right. So hopefully it gets better. You know, I'm really hoping it does. Um, I, again, so well, did you like Next Generation and all the Q episodes and all that too? Yeah, they were okay. I mean, I mean, I'm not into it as much as you, but I didn't hate it. Like it felt a little more of the time, and it didn't have as it didn't have as much of the the mirror to the face of like, look at all the, you know, the, the bad stereotype. I think it was the beyond the stereotype. And I think what's happening here is the writing has been so weak that they, they move to stereotypes. And I think Star Trek should be a smarter, a more intelligently written show than this is. And it's not very intelligently written show. It's, it's, it's resting on, like I said, last episode, um, pure stereotypes to move a story forward, making, making border cops already just bad people. Right, um, you know, which is that's not true. There's other things Agreed. going on. Um, saying stupid things like "Look at them, look at these dummies with their phones on all the time." Um, 
it's just it's just there's no reason for that. Why why even say that? That that line does nothing for the story, does nothing for the characters. You, you know, it's it's just some writer saying, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my agenda in this and say people shouldn't be on their phones. It's it's just stupid. It does there's no reason for it. Well, let me throw this out there. Because this came out, I think, while I was on vacation, so I don't think we mentioned it on the show. But we already know that they're well into Picard Season 3, working on it, filming episodes. Right. Because they did back-to-back. And it was revealed uh, last week that the entire cast of Next Generation is going to appear in the third season. Right. As themselves. As themselves. Yeah. Yes. Except for Data, because he should be gone. Well, he'll be in it in some way, shape, or I know. They shoehorn the shit out of that guy. He's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And his and his daughter looks exactly the same that he makes here. That's later know, in the future. I like know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but why bring everyone back? Do you think Picard's going to die? He's already dead. He's a robot. Okay, then you're the wrong person to ask. <laughs> well, I would assume they have to end it at some point, right? Yeah. How? Yeah. And I will say this, and this is not this is not an ageist comment. But it's probably going to sound No, like it is. I mean, he's getting too old. To, I mean, you can only do so much. You can't count on him living for five more years to do a series. He's in his 80s, right? Yeah. Well, well you know, Shatner's still around. He's still doing TV 91, shows and what stuff. The show? I know. But, but you can't see. You can't get the insurance. Like, these things, there's a bigger thing to business than just like, true, you true. know. I, I'll, let me say this then. This was the first time, and again, this, this is going to sound like a cut. I'm, I don't mean it to be, but first season, you know, he was fine. Patrick Stewart was great. But there have been a couple times this season where I'm like, oh, he's, he's starting to look old. He's starting to act old, which is not terrible. We all age. and But it's what I'm trying to say is it's harder to believe he can do some of these action things, being that he's an 80-year-old man. Right. And, Does that and, make sense? Yeah. When the best scene of the show of episode six is when he actually talks to his daughter in the alley, that's the best scene of the entire show. Yeah. That's where, he, that's where he's lit up. That's where he's being Picard and the way he, expl- you know, talks her down or gets her excited to become an astronaut, you know, kind of right. thing. Like that was the best part of the episode because it was him. Right. It was back to Picard. It was back to the person that is a leader that knows how to inspire. That's what made that the best part of that episode. Agreed. You know, I just think that, you know, they could do much better. Like they deserve, I think Star Trek fans deserve better than what they're getting. I don't know. That's my take. All right, let's move on to Michael's second favorite show. (laughs) (laughs) I am caught up on Halo. Now, the last we spoke, you saw episode one, and I told you, like, it's not going to be Lone Wolf and Cub, which it's not. It is not. So that's good. That's a good thing. Episode two, he he dumps the... He dumps dumps the baggage. Immediately. Um, Yeah. To a cool... To what I think is my favorite character of the show. I do like him. I do think there's a lot of... uh, A lot to explore there with that character. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I'm sorry. I, I interrupted. Keep going. No, no. I think, I think so. Listen, this show is moving pretty slow. I, I totally get where people are like, and it's what they're, I'm kind of basing this off. I'm going to guess they're going to get two to three seasons. I'm going to guess. That you don't make put, sense. You don't put this kind of money into this for one season. So yeah. I think they really are really trying. This is almost like a preamble in a, in a, a longer play. Uh, Cause I know people are like, you know, where's all the action? They want the video game action, but you've got to set up stories and characters and put people in play before you can start putting all the chess pieces to fight each other in the game. They're putting all the players on the board. The game hasn't even started, right? And I know we're we're 
it could be very slow for the for people. But to me, I'm enjoying it because I don't really know anything about Halo other than the game. Like I'm not a Halo eight. So I if, if you're a true Halo person, you probably hate the show. I would guess that you probably hate it. Not you oh, in general. I'm a listener and players of Halo. Halo friends, but I do have a fan or a friend who is a huge Halo fan and he's loving it. Oh, that's good. So but I, that's not representative of all. No. Whereas I I vaguely knew the story from playing it, you know, 15, 20 years ago. But it's its its own timeline. This is not even based on any stories in there other than same names and characters. Well, it is kind of setting things up based yeah. on the storyline from the game. So I, what I will say is I was bored with episode two, but by the time I got through episode four, I got why everything was moving so slow and realized that they're setting up everything. Yeah. You know, even the Cortana and all that. So I, I'm... Not hedging my bets, but I kind of withdraw some of my dislike of the show after that, just because I see what they're doing now, and there's a point to it and a reason, and I, I didn't give it a chance. So now that I'm four episodes in, I, I don't want to say I respect it more. Well, yeah, I do. I respect it more. It's so. a good show. I mean, it, I think the production's really good. Like, I know you, were, you weren't into the, the effects, but for a television show, I thought it's really good. Um, I think episode, the latest episode is kind of like that, that, um, cheaper episode, so to speak, where they go to like to a place like where his house is, his old house, and you know, going through the memories and right. Now, what I dig about this is like there's a bit of Robocopish right thing to it, where they took the chip out of the back of their uh, yep. him and um, I forgot her name, the other um, Spartan. She took hers out. Um, oh yeah. So that's interesting. She, and then she's starting to get emotions back. She dyes her hair red and she's becoming a little more human connected with, with the other doctor person. Um, I like the espionage as ask of, um, you know, what's her name? I, I'm really bad at the names of these shows. I should have a list somewhere. Um, <laughs> but uh, what is her name? The doctor, the name Oh, the doctor. Yeah, let me pull it up real quick. Halsey. Gosh. Yes. So there, I mean, obviously we don't, what they've done a really good job with Halsey is like, we don't know where she stands. One minute you think she's totally pretty evil. And the next minute you think she's fighting for the Spartans. And like, clearly she's a scientist with experiments and she wants some kind of control, but there's some weird conspiracy shit going on, which is cool. Well, yeah. Cause, um, who's, um, keys. Yeah. She's the one that's working with the other Spartan. Right. She's already made comments about, um, Halsey that she doesn't allow aberrations. Right. So it makes it interesting because just like you said, Halsey seems to be very caring and almost motherly towards the Spartans, especially to Master Chief. Right. Um, I mean, she's she wouldn't let them kill him in episode one or, you know, or was it episode two? No, episode one. Episode one. Yeah, that was the episode. Yeah, she wouldn't let him kill him. Uh, she's basically allowing him to go beyond what's protocol right. for this mission to, his, you know, where his home was, where he grew up. Right. Um, but, but she's in, because she wants a more ultimate power. Like she's, you know what I mean? There's right. something like, out there that I maybe don't she, think she, yeah, I don't think she's altruistic on this. Right. But that's the thing. I, I'll give the show that it's given her, uh, a gray side. So I, I don't know where she stands right now. And the fact that, um, Cortana is based off her in a weird way. Yes. Is, is off that clone or whatever she had that melted. I don't know. That was a strange, like a interesting, weird little thing. It was weird. And I I don't know if I love the look of Cortana. I think that's what the look like in the video games, isn't it? It's no different. 
I, I could be wrong. But. I, I don't know. I, I remember looking pretty close to that. Now I'm looking, I'm guessing Cortana is going to turn in favor of Spartan at some point to look out for him. Well, yeah, if, she, think, if, if he goes, she goes, right? Right. Well, they're definitely connected. And also I think, uh, I mean, Cortana being so closely associated, basically living inside of his brain, mm-hmm. I think she's going to be affected by that and see more about what they've done to him and be more right empathetic towards that because they've already established she's not just a computer right she's not there just for him they're right. supposed to be working in tandem you know she wanted to meet the team and stuff so she uh, she is in her own intelligence and her own personality and i think that's going to end up being a major factor right i really want to see what happens with soren that's his friend the guy that originally escaped yeah, he is like, where's like, that character like going? He is probably one of the most interesting characters. And I like Quan. Like, I don't know what she's a little over dramatic, but uh, you know, she lost her family and whatnot. She's the orphan. Um, <laughs> don't don't go visit anymore your family because anyway. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, good job. You, you went back and had them all annihilated again. Good, good, <laughs> right. good job. Um, yeah, well done. Her family, stay away. You know, what I dug where where uh, Soren lived. That was an interesting, cool little place where it was is a bit. Remind me a bit of Total Recall in a way. Um, I can see that. And then, and then they had to take those little train things to little asteroid. So everybody had their own little asteroid that lived on that thing. It was kind of it was an interesting way of doing stuff. Um, One thing, though, I, I will say, this is physics standard. are screwed up. Like you can't do anything. Well, also, this is standard sci-fi where they think asteroids are so densely packed and they're always crashing yeah. into each other. Yeah. When in reality, I think the average space between two asteroids is like two hundred kilometers. Yeah. Right. But, you know, and then there's some things like where, you know, like, how do you, yes, it's another planet, but like some of the cars and motorcycles, like, I don't know if I'd put those in there, but, uh, yeah, some of the cars are like, that's they uh, put new that's sheet metal Tahoe on a, Yeah, exactly. Them. They put sheet metal on a Tahoe and they threw some sheet metal on a freaking Honda. Yeah. Um, but I get it. I mean, it's how, how are you going to do that? I mean, you can't, every, everybody can't have a land speeder. Thank you, Lucas, for creating something that actually fits in a world, but it's hovering, you know? Um, so you can't copy that. So he's already did it. Um, anyways, there, those that that stuff's tough. Um, yeah, it's going to happen. I think uh, it's going to happen. That, um, what was it? Elysium with uh, Matt Damon. I think yeah. people were driving around in like a, a Dodge Avenger or something, right, Sebring, right. and I was like, this movie takes place three hundred years from now. There's no way in hell that runs. Yet the yet it doesn't bother me. The um, tank car thing which i think is in the video game is what they're driving around in with spartan in it that doesn't oh, the warthog yeah like that's that's fine so i mean look the difference between me and something like star wars or star trek is i have no expectations of the show so i'm enjoying it without fear of watching it just let it be and it's kind of a nice to be in that spot like if it fails so what i don't care i'm not a huge halo person it's not gonna hurt me um you know if obi-wan fails it's gonna be heartbroken <laughs> that's true Right? That's totally different. So, but hopefully the show gets, I mean, I like it. I like this. The, the acting is good. I think it's going somewhere. What happens with all these Spartans if they take out, are they going to take out all of their chips and, or suppressors or whatever? And, and uh, which is rogue. also very similar to what Data went through on Star Trek uh, yeah. Generation. Yeah. I mean, I don't think any of this is new. Um, no, no, no. But, no. but that doesn't mean, just because it's not new or not original, doesn't mean right. it's bad. We've At this point in time, we've seen just about every kind of story in sci-fi right. there is. Right. So I, you know, when I say that, that's not a diss. That's right. just saying it's not uncommon. I haven't checked Rotten Tomatoes on, let's see what this is. <laughs> Halo. I think it's basically the opposite of Picard. 
for the critics. Just a TV series. Well, it's seventy percent, fifty-five percent. Okay, so not even as bad as Picard, but still. Well, yeah, but I mean, I think it's a tough show. I think for people that don't know anything about it, it might be hard to grasp. But people that love it probably don't like it because it's not doing what they want it to do. You know. So this stuff's always hard for fans of sci-fi and things like that. Like people are invested. They're going to be polar and people that are not like, well, I could watch it or I could not watch it. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So and I will say, like I said, after the second episode, uh, third and fourth episodes were a bit better. And now that yeah. I see that basically this entire first season is the origin of how Master Chief became the Master Chief right. from the game. I've I'm loosening up a bit, but it so. is slow. But that, I mean, the first 10 minutes isn't slow. There's a lot of shit that goes on in the first 10 minutes of the first episode, you know, um, like we said in that review. But yeah, we'll see. Maybe it'll pick up a little more action, which people want. So it'll get there. How about you let people tell people where they can tell us about what they think about Halo, Picard, Moon Knight? Yeah. What did you think? I'm sure you have opinions. I know it's been two and a half weeks since our last uh, episode. So I'm sure you have things to say. So hit us up on either Twitter or Instagram at KyberCast, or we have two uh, sources on Facebook, both a page and a group at the KyberCast. And if you'd like to help out the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash KyberCast, or better yet, hit that, smash that, smack it, that subscribe button, whatever you got to do. Then you'll know when the next episode comes out, because clearly we screwed up the last week and a half, so you wouldn't know if it came out unless you subscribe, then you'll see this one come out. <laughs> So do that uh, or tell a friend about the show and they can find us at any podcatcher pretty much in the system from Amazon, Apple, Spotify, and all the ones in between. Um, or, you know what, you send them directly to our website at kybercast.com and they can listen to every episode there streaming and maybe even buy some cool swag at the shop. So, well, Michael, I'm glad we got back together. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like I said, uh, the uh, power outage, that was, uh, that was just fate. You, can, you yeah. can't control that. We can't. But I do think you forgot to mention that people should smash that subscribe button. I did. I mentioned oh, you it. did? But that's okay. Tell them again. Well, smash that's that it. subscribe button. <laughs> there you go. And, and then next that, week, I apologize. we have three episodes again more to cover of Picard and Moon Knight and Halo. We got that going on. And then pretty soon we'll have Obi-Wan and we'll see. I'll be scared, but I'll watch it. So <laughs> until until next week, this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.